On today's show, I talked to Kelsey and Aaron about their March trip to Disney World. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 157. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today's trip report's a little bit different. I'm talking to twin sisters, Kelsey and Erin. Um, this was one of the most fun conversations that I've had in a while um, for a trip report. These two really are huge Disney fans. They had a ton of great information to share with us. So we talk about planning a quickie trip. This was just a weekend trip. So they jam-packed a whole bunch of stuff into their trip. Um, they had an interesting comparison on the dining notification services that you can sign up for. So they actually signed up for three of them simultaneously, paid for all three of them. And um, we talk about the results that they got, like who notified them first and and what worked. So um, some surprising results there. They also both regularly visit Disney World with their entire family, their kids. This was just a trip with sisters and dad. So we talk about the differences in those types of trips, things that they would have done differently there versus here. Also, a lot of really good Genie Plus information on this episode. Um, Just a lot of stuff came up because Genie Plus, you know, if you listened to the episodes, you know, a while back where we dove into Genie Plus, you know, and how to utilize it, um, things have changed. There have been some updates. So some of that came up with their trip. So I thought that was really um, some helpful information that we touched on there. But I'm going to stop talking and let Aaron and Kelsey take over. Hello to Kelsey and Aaron. We have sisters on the show. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> All right. This is the first time I've done like a double interview like this. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? We'll start with Kelsey. Okay. Hi, I'm Kelsey. Um, Aaron and I are twins. We are 36 years old and we live in a northern suburb of Atlanta. Okay. And uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Disney World trip? Okay, so um, Kelsey and I have lived in the Southeast for most of our lives, and since we moved down here, our family has been a Disney family, so there was one year when we were children that we had annual passes, and we went a lot that year, and then kind of since then, specifically Kelsey and I have been real into Disney, so I would say over our lives, we've probably been about 30 times, I would say, maybe mid-20s. You know, we all we both have kids now, and um, we get to go on trips with our kids, but we sort of decided a couple of years ago that we wanted to have a trip specifically with just us and our dad. So we take girls trips with our mom and our sisters-in-law and things like that, but we haven't had a father-daughter trip before and um, Disney just kind of fit that for us because we all love Disney. My mom doesn't love it as much as my dad and Kelsey and I. And so um, that's kind of where we landed. So this was that trip this year and we have decided to make it an annual trip. So this was our third annual father-daughter trip. Okay. And so this was you two, you guys, twin sisters and your father. And that I was going to ask, because I knew it was a sister-father trip, and you guys have kids of your own as well. How, do your, how old are your kids, and how do they feel about mom <laughs> ditching them to go to Disney while they stay at home and go to school, I assume? They 
do stay at home and go to school. They um, are always mad at us when we take our annual trip uh, without them because they love Disney World. Also, um, I'm Kelsey. I have a an 11 year old son and an eight year old son and a six year old daughter, and they all love Disney World as well. So anytime we go, they are super jealous. However, we take our kids about every two years. And so at least there's that. It's not as bad because we still get to take them too. And they, (laughs) we are planning a trip um, with just my five in September of this year. So there is that, that they, at least they have that to look forward okay, so to. They can't well. really complain. You take no, them enough. It's not like we never take <laughs> yeah. them. How about you, yeah. you, Aaron? How often do you take your kids and how so old are your I would kids? Say, I would say we're probably about the same every two or three years. Um, my kids, I have, a, I have two daughters. One is nine and one is six. And so we actually just went at the beginning of December, the first week of December, the two of them and me and my husband went for a week. So they just had Disney and we're actually going for two days in June. Um, it just happened that we're going on a family cruise and it, it ends in Orlando on a Friday. So I was like, well, we have to stay and go to right, Disney. So, so nobody's really allowed to complain so is what I'm okay, hearing. Yeah, yeah. everybody's they, fine. They're yeah, fine. They're fine. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like since your mom's not a huge Disney fan, maybe she's happy to have like the house to herself for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and she gets going. to babysit the grandkids <laughs> oh, some of it. Oh, so I see. I loves to like, babysit. Okay. Sure, go hang out with Gigi. So she, like, she gets more kid time. Okay. Um, so how are you guys getting to Disney world? So when we, um, when we go with the kids, we always drive because paying for five kids to fly or five people to fly. is a different than paying for one. So when we go with our dad, we always fly. Okay. All right. So when you guys, um, get there, are you staying on property or are you staying elsewhere? So that's another thing. When we go with our families, like our kids, we typically stay on property. But when we go with our dad, we stay off property just to kind of help with the cost. And my parents have they have a timeshare that they got like when we first moved to Georgia many, 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 many years ago. They can get their um, timeshare cost to be about the price of one night at a Disney World hotel for like a week. So oh, we stay wow, yeah. off property when we're with them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a big a big price difference. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Disney properties versus the timeshare. Like, you know, what do you do you have a preference? Is one better than the other? I'd love to hear about the pros and cons from each of you. Okay, um, I'll go first. This is Aaron. So I will say what I love about staying on property and we've stayed typically we'll stay at a value resort with our kids. Um, When we went in December, we actually stayed at Coronado Springs, which was our first uh, moderate resort. And it's a little bit of a different vibe. But what I love about both of them is just you're still in that Disney bubble, right? And so even when you're not at the park, you're still surrounded by Disney and you still get the cast members and you still get kind of that magic even when you're not at the parks. And so I love that for being there with the kids. I also love the transportation. Um, I love the buses. Some people don't. I think they're great. Um, I, I like not having to worry about finding a car and, and dealing with that piece of it. Those are my biggest perks. 
I also used to, we, we loved the dining plan. So we're, we're anxiously awaiting the return of the dining plan. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> That's like the number one question I get. Have you heard anything? I'm like, I wish. There's no way if anyone heard anything that that would be kept a secret for long. So <laughs> the moment someone knows, we'll all know. Um, okay. Yeah, I agree with all of that. It's also why I like to stay on property um, as well. There's just something about like the Disney bubble that, you know, is really great. Um, but you can't argue the the savings costs, you know, cost wise with staying off property. Yeah, also, sure. too, I will say for us staying off property when we go with our dad, we're there for such a short amount of time and we are spending like all of our time at Disney. So the hotel doesn't really, uh, really matter to us where we're staying because we're not spending any time there at all. That's when we go point. with the kids, we try to work in a rest day. And so, and they love the pool and that kind of thing. And, and like I said, we, we, we are like, we're going from sunup to sundown <laughs> minute it opens, the minute it closes. And that's yeah. all we care about. So, you know, the, the timeshare is always like 15 minute drive and, you know, for us, it's nice to have our car when we're park hopping and that kind of, or like doing dining reservations and that kind of thing. So it works out really nicely when we go with our dad. And you guys said this time around, because it's just the three of you, you decided to fly. So are you renting a car? What are you guys doing when you get to the airport? We flew Delta. We had an early morning flight. It was about, um, 8.30 a.m. I think our flight. So we got in and we went and got our rental car and we joked when we got there that the rental car line was going to be the longest line we waited in. And it definitely was the longest line we waited in all weekend. (laughs) We waited a little over an hour for our rental car. (laughs) What rental company did you guys use? I think it was Thrifty. Thrifty. Okay. I mean, it was yeah. great. And my, our dad had already like pre, you know, booked it. Right. So it was just a lot of people <laughs> rebooked their rental cars. So we had kind of that day that we arrived was just an off day. We did we weren't going to parks that day. We had a lunch reservation and we got in at 10 a.m. and our lunch reservation was 1230. So it, it didn't really matter. OK. All right. Yeah. And some of the rental car companies do have where you if you reserve ahead of it, you can just walk up in the parking lot and go. So yeah, unfortunately, Thrifty is not one of them. (laughs) That's okay. We laid on the floor. We were tired. (laughs) I have to ask because it sounds like all three of you on this trip are Disney experts who go all the time, um, including dad. (laughs) How do you guys decide on like itineraries for the trip, planning, dining reservations, you know, Genie Plus is, is one person in charge of that? Okay, so uh, on a on a non Disney vacation, Dad is the planner. He's the one that's like, "This is what we're doing." He gets every all the ducks in a row. On this trip with the three of us, he lets us take over, and we kind of do it together. Normally, when we do this trip, we do it on a weekend, and we're like Saturday and Sunday park days, and so we have no time outside of the parks. Um, and this time, we kind of were like why don't we do parks on a Sunday, Monday? So they're a little less busy. And we'll, we, we took the red eye on Tuesday morning so we could work on Tuesday. And so we purposefully flew in on Saturday morning so we could do some things, some extra things. 
And I kind of took the reins this trip on planning the extra things because um, when I say things, I'm talking um, like dining reservations that are not in the parks because when I go with my family of five, it's a lot more expensive again to pay for five people than to pay for one. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to utilize this one day and be like, these are places that I want to go that I don't want to necessarily take my whole family to, or maybe like do it with these three and see if we like it to take the whole family. I totally get that. As somebody who goes without her kids, I 100% get that. There are certain places that you're like, I'd love to try that. Not necessarily with my six-year-old or yeah, or not necessarily with five people. Cause like you said, it gets insanely expensive, like ridiculously expensive. So your options with fewer people are going to be, you know, way, um, way better. You're going to be less limited than with right. the five and people. And we, we still didn't want to spend a lot of money, but we, we wanted to like, for example, we got a lunch reservation, um, for Kona cafe because the Polynesian is like my hotel that if I could stay anywhere, I would stay at the Polynesian, but it probably isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to go be in its presence and like <laughs> see it. And totally. Kind of thing, Get so. the vibe, right? Yes. The, yeah. The, the Dole Whip or um, mm -hmm. pineapple, you know, drink vibes. Yes. The umbrella in your drinks. Okay. And now let me backtrack for just a minute. You said you flew in on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday parks, and then red eye Tuesday morning. So you guys could go to work on Tuesday. Is that correct? correct? That's what we did. Are you, <laughs> did you, are you exhausted? Did that, how did I have to just jump ahead? How did Tuesday go at work? Well, thankfully we all three got to work from home on Tuesday and I actually work for my parents. So I got a midday nap yeah. and they so, were okay. So your boss let you have a little bit of uh, time off. My boss dad, who was on that trip with yes. me, said I could take yeah. a nap. <laughs> okay. I do not, but I had a lot of work to do. So I just got just through it and through. went to bed early. Yeah. yeah. Sleep when I'm dead, right? That's what I always say when I'm at Disney. I'm like, sleep when, <laughs> sleep when I'm dead. That's right. Why don't we jump into your, your first actual day then? So you said you arrived in the morning and you had lunch reservations. So we wait in the long line, we get our car. Yes. Um, and <laughs> how far away is the resort that you're staying at or the timeshare property that you're staying at from the parks? So the timeshare was only about, I would say 20, 30 minutes from the parks. It was really close to the Orlando Premium Outlets, if that helps anyone know where we were. It was called the Westgate Leisure Hotel. Um, but we actually didn't check in until the evening because we had our lunch reservation. So we went straight from the airport to the Polynesian. We arrived about 15 minutes before our reservation. So it actually worked out really well. Which um, restaurant were you guys eating at, at the Polynesian? We went to Kona Cafe. Okay. So, um... We, we checked in about 10 minutes before our reservation and they pretty much gave us a table immediately. So that was really nice. Um, and so what else are we doing besides just lunch this day? Because it's if you didn't get back to your resort until the evening, I assume you even though it's not a park day, you still have a full schedule happening on this day. We did. So we had lunch at the Polynesian. We checked it out. We had to go check out the beach and the pool and all those kinds of things. And Erin, I'm sorry, you probably were going to say this, but we did have dinner reservations booked as, as well at um, the Whispering Canyon Cafe. But we, during lunch, decided to cancel that and kind of allow our schedule to make itself. Okay. So you're kind of freeing up time then 
uh, in the evening. Now with the, the staying at a timeshare, is this, is the, the property you're staying at like an apartment? Like often they have like full kitchens and that kind of thing. Did you have all of those amenities and were you going to be using any of them? Yes. Yeah, so that's a good question. So actually, yes, it was like a condo. So it had two bedrooms and a full kitchen and a laundry and all that kind of stuff. So that worked out extremely well for us, mainly because the dryer and we'll get to later in the day, but it, it uh, downpoured on us the, the first day. And so we got to dry our shoes in the dryer because otherwise we would have had to buy new shoes because we only had one pair of oh, shoes. That's, yeah, that is one thing I learned early on is always bring an extra pair of shoes because it takes, you don't think about how long it takes like sneakers or gym shoes to dry until you've experience like a downpour yes. or a water ride or something where your shoes get completely <laughs> soaked and the next morning you're like walking around in squishy shoes still. So yeah, <laughs> that's good. You had yes. the dryer. So that was our, our savior. We also went to the grocery store and just got breakfast and like bottles of water. Um, we didn't get much food because we were going to eat in the parks, but we got some of the basics just so we didn't have to buy everything. Okay. In the park. All right. Okay, so you canceled your dining reservation for dinner. Um, anything else in the afternoon? And what did you guys end up doing for dinner then? Yeah, so we ended up, um, we took the bus from Polynesian to Disney Springs. Um, it was real quick, which was helpful. We wanted to go shopping. We wanted to try out Gideon's. Um, Kelsey had been to Gideon's in the past, but uh, I had never been. And so we went straight to Gideon's to get in the virtual queue, which was, I believe, three and a half Ooh, hours is what they told brutal. us. Yeah. Don't go on Saturday. I was going to say, it's a Saturday. <laughs> this is afternoon, right? Saturday afternoon, like yeah. late afternoon. So Disney Springs is probably picking up at this point. So three and a half yeah. hours for the virtual. Did it actually take that long? Um, no, it was about it was about three hours. OK, it was about mm, three hours, maybe a little less, but it definitely wasn't three and a half. OK, when we when we got there, we were like, absolutely, we're not waiting three hours. But we kept our name on the list because we thought, well, maybe we can come back if we if we want to have dinner here or something. So that's actually what we ended up doing. We we shopped around for about an hour. Um, and just, you know, went to all the shops there and then took the bus back to the Polynesian, got our car and we were like, well, we have a couple hours. Let's go check into the hotel. And we went to the character warehouse at the outlets on our way back just to check it out and see if there was anything good. Um, and as we were checking in, we got the text from Gideon's okay. <laughs> that we were, that it was time to go back. So we kind of, it wasn't going to be something that we were only going to go back for Gideon's, but we kind of thought, well, we can eat dinner there too. So that's what we did. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about Gideon's. People lose their minds um, over these like gooey, gooey cookies. So tell me a little bit about the three hour wait for these cookies <laughs> and whether or not they were actually worth it. Definitely. I don't think many things are worth a three hour wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> we So when my family had gone the last time we went, we had gotten some and I was kind of like, they're not my favorite cookies in the world, but we kept them like all week long, you know, and picked at them. And I actually thought they're better like the next day kind of thing. Aaron really wanted to try them. So we went and we 
I mean, we still had to wait like 15 minutes to get in there. We got a couple of different flavors because we wanted to sample them. You know, they're these huge half pound cookies. We didn't eat them like right away. Ate dinner at the poutine window. And then we went back to our hotel and like before bed, we all sampled them. And we were all kind of like, meh, they're fine. (laughs) Which was kind of a letdown. (laughs) But now we know. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, I've been hesitant to yeah. even say it. I agree with you though. <laughs> I think it's, it's like, do you like like crispier cookies? Do you like softer? Co- like that I think will really yeah. make the difference. If you don't like the, the gooey texture, it's, it's not going to be for you. I also personally think they're too thick. Yeah. Like it's almost not like a cookie. <laughs> I don't know what it right, is, right? but it's kind of like two cookies pushed together and they're dough. Yeah. It's like dough. And yeah. they were good. I won't say they didn't taste good, but they're not like the best cookie I've ever had. They're not three hours good. Three hours waiting good. Yeah. I don't I don't know why they're like the sensation good, I guess. They were good. I would eat them again, but I, I don't know that they're that good. <laughs> okay. All right. If you're on the fence about Gideon's, this is important information. <laughs> if you miss the window or you can't get a chance to go, you'll you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think they knew to, like you said, you're like, all right, we're going to sample these different flavors. And they know, like after a three hour wait, I too would be like, just give me one of everything. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. like such a long wait. You're like, all right, I just, you know, I'm, this is, I'm not doing this for a cookie. Like, give me all the cookies. Give me. Right. Yeah. And I was a little bummed too, because the last time I went, I got the crumb cake cookie. Crumb. Yeah, that's right. Coffee cake. Oh, thank you. Coffee cake cookie. And it was my favorite of the cookies. And apparently it's a morning cookie until they sell out. And then they take it and they make it in a chocolate version at like sunset. Oh, and we got there at like six and it wasn't sunset yet. So they hadn't made them yet. And I couldn't Mm. get either one. (laughs) Uh. I was a little bummed. Okay, I also want to talk about the character warehouse. Yeah. Um, I had, the last time I was there, a horrible experience oh, there. Oh, no. And I went on a trip with a friend. She stopped at the character warehouse and ended up missing her flight. Oh, because no. of it. So we have two strikes in my my personal, <laughs> personal book. I know that doesn't, you know, sure. speak for everybody. I want to hear about your experience at the character warehouse. What did you get? Had you ever been there before? This is Erin. I actually went, in September, we went on a cruise out of Orlando. And so since we were going to Disney in December, I was like, let's stop at the character outlet, see if we can find some ears or something for our Disney or our December trip. So we went and it was a huge letdown. (laughs) We didn't get anything. And so this time I wasn't expecting much. It wasn't that great. It's not that great. I mean, they have a lot of clothing, but I wouldn't even call it parks clothing. It's like Marvel shirts that you could probably get at Walmart or Target or Amazon. Like they weren't very parksy to me. Right, right. I will say the one thing, I did get a couple of things. They had a bunch of Christmas stuff and a bunch of Halloween stuff from Leftover, which was good for me because we had just gone in December. So I was like, hey, this could be my <laughs> Disney Christmas um, <laughs> souvenir. So I got I'm a always looking for things. the seasonal stuff. Yeah. I love when they have seasonal stuff um, on clearance. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's just, it's such a small space too. Yeah. Like you, you're like, you know, when you hear the word warehouse, you're like, oh man, like this is going to be <laughs> packed with stuff. And you walk in, you're you're like, huh, this is yeah. a small, like a regular sized yeah. st- stop, you know, in the small. So yeah, I left with nothing. 
I was bummed. <laughs> okay. So not, um, not a great stop at the character warehouse. No. I actually just discovered recently a Facebook group and I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes though, where people will post like current stuff that's there. Oh, so th- that's I think good. that would be helpful if you're like on the fence about going yeah. to be able to look and see, is there anything that piques my interest? So I'm not stopping at this insanely crowded mall, that's you know, cool. and yeah yeah and taking time out of my trip to check this out for nothing so yeah that's cool okay um any yeah so was that it for the day so we did we had lunch at the polynesian you guys explored the resort disney springs to get in line at gideon's (laughs) character (laughs) warehouse back to gideon's uh dinner i I was gonna add before we had gone so when we were planning this trip, we normally go later in the year. First year we went in September. This last year we went in May. And so we started in like January trying to come up with dates. And then all of a sudden we landed on this first weekend in March and it was less than 60 days before our trip. So there were a couple other reservations that we had wanted to get, but since we were under that 60 day window, they weren't available. There were two. We were trying to get Space 220 Lounge. Obviously we didn't get that. And we were trying, (laughs) well, we didn't get it ahead of time. And then the other thing we were trying to get was Beaches and Cream, but we specifically wanted it for dinner on Saturday so that it it didn't interfere with our super busy schedule of (laughs) four parks in two days. So um, we, before we did this trip, we got all of the things. We got uh, mouse dining alerts, mouse capros alerts, and we got that other one, Aaron. What's the other one? What's the one? I heard it on your podcast, Julia. Stakeout? Did you guys pay for any of the services? Did you do? All three. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm very curious to hear how the, how, which one you, since you paid, you paid for three, right? Yes. It was three I heard in there. Okay. (laughs) Which one, which ones worked? So it was kind of an interesting experiment because Aaron had signed us up for mouse dining, which honestly was the only one we had heard of before we started prepping and listening to your podcast. When we did that, we were allowed to add both of our phone numbers. So we were both getting those alerts. And then I added the mouse pros and started getting those as well. And then Aaron did the paid app. Stakeout. Yes, thank you. And so um, like the first time that something came up in the window, I'd be like, ooh, you know, Mouse Capros came first. And then the next one, it would be uh, Mouse Mouse Dining. So it was kind of inconsistent about what was best. Interesting. And we did end up getting both Beaches and Cream and Space 220 Lounge. And I'm pretty sure one was from Mouse Capros and one was from Mouse Dining. Okay. All right. So there was not a clear winner. And Stakeout didn't work for you guys? There was a clear loser. Oh, interesting. Stakeout's the one that I've had the best luck with recently. So that's really interesting. I will say I did sometimes get the same text from Stakeout and Mouse Dining at the same time, but I didn't find either of them to be quicker, honestly, because both of them, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but both of them I would have to sign yes. into my No, that's my not Disney you. Thing. It's maddening. <laughs> oh, yes. And so I would miss out on them because my password is really long and includes like numbers and capitals and Oh my gosh, girl, get and- the iPhone, get the face recognition so you don't have, have to do that. So you don't have to enter oh. it. <laughs> Turn on face recognition. Come on. <laughs> it takes me it takes me to the actual like Disney yes. website. It doesn't go to the app. Why right. does it do that? I didn't know I could change it with my face. <laughs> I didn't know I could sign it with my face. <laughs> 
time to search those settings. <laughs> Lucky for us, I have the face recognition, and I'm pretty sure I was the one that scored both of these. Yeah, reservations. those are seconds that you need right there that you yes. were wasting typing. <laughs> <laughs> so before okay. before we actually left for our trip, I had added before. beaches and cream. Um, so originally we just had the Saturday night alerts, and then I added it for lunchtime on our day one because I thought we could make it work if we needed to park day one. Yes. Park day one. And so we ended up getting a lunch reservation for park day one on Sunday. And we never, we never ended up being able to get Saturday night. We actually planned on just going and doing the walk up because as, as we were walking through Disney Springs and such, it would be like, Oh, it's a 10 minute wait at beaches and cream. But as it got closer to dinner time, it was like 30 minutes. And we were like, I mean, if we have a reservation tomorrow, right. Let's just do that um, for Space 220 Lounge. It was the night before we left. I was packing. And that's how it always goes. And, I mean, we got lots. Yes. <laughs> that's how it always goes. It's yeah. Right. We had we had gotten several notifications over the last like month and a half, but we never were the first ones mm. to grab it. And it just it just worked. I got it. I didn't look at what day it was or what time <laughs> it was. I'll take whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we're going to make it work. We'll go to Epcot whenever we have to go to Epcot. Like, right. And it it ended up not being on one of, on the day we had planned Epcot. Also how that always goes. I think. Right. (laughs) Okay, good. And I will say too, often when I'll do, if there's one that I'm like, I really, really, really want this reservation, like space 220, for example, I had a similar, you know, situation where I booked a trip. It was less than 60 days at the time that I booked it. And I wanted space 220. So I had the, the notifications coming up, but I had on my phone just like an internet browser open at all times. And I always oh had space 220 up. So if I got a notification, I found mm-hmm. it was faster to just go to my internet browser and do it mm-hmm. that way where I was already logged in rather than having to click through nice. the, um, the notification. So for your I next trip. <laughs> Actually doing that a little bit on our Saturday day when like we're sitting at Kona waiting for our food or whatever, I would have it up and I'd check for both just randomly. Yep. But. And sometimes sometimes that's how it goes. Um, I've not had luck with Space 220 just randomly checking yeah. though. <laughs> that one is right. still really <laughs> tough. Um, yeah. All right. Why don't we jump into your actual, your first actual park day then? So you guys don't have early entry because you're not staying on site. Did you guys find that to be any sort of a hindrance no no I think I think probably because of when we went it wasn't as crowded of a of a time um thankfully for us and we were able to it took like 20 minutes to get there and um we got through there weren't there weren't a ton of people at the entrance and you know we just walked up and park opened we I'm sorry we went to Animal Kingdom on day one that's where we started we were able to rope drop at like 7:50 in line to get into, you know, we were in the park, but you know where they stop you. We picked these dates because of we looked at the crowd calendars and we wanted not a busy time because we're trying to get so much done so quickly. And just being there beginning of December, the vast difference <laughs> in everything was I'm insane. Sure. Like it was insane. So we, it felt so calm. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so yeah, you you guys went, you know, being early 
really March right before the spring break mm. madness. Yeah. It's like the quiet before the calm before the storm. So that's good to hear. All right. So you can't get in for early entry, but you're still there to rope drop park opening at Animal Kingdom. So do you have like a game plan or are you guys just like running around <laughs> doing whatever? Are you doing Genie Plus? What are you guys doing? Definitely a game plan. So we, we got up at 615 and bought Genie Plus for the day. It was $20. So we got it for all three of us and we booked our first lightning lane. So when we were trying to figure out if we even wanted to use lightning lanes at Animal Kingdom, because it's just not that crowded and there aren't that many rides. And we were hopping to Magic Kingdom. And so we knew that there were more things we'd want to do at Magic Kingdom. Um, But we did decide to at least start with getting a lightning lane for the safari because the last time we went with our dad, it was like a two hour line and we didn't want to. Okay wait in that. And so we did book our safari and we got it for 820 to 920. So it was like perfect because we planned on rope dropping um, flight of passage. Okay. That's what we did. And we, we went and we went directly to the line for flight of passage along with everyone else who's there. For, <laughs> yeah. The whole rest for, of the, the crowd. Right. But thankfully for us, because it wasn't a busy time of year, I guess it wasn't that bad. So we we walked over to the area to Pandora and um, we got under the time thing. I think it said 65 minutes and we waited 40 until we got separated to go into a room. That's really great. And for not having the early park entry, 40 minutes. That's amazing. I was I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, I was shocked. Especially when we went in December and rope dropped with early park hours, we waited two hours. And so 40 minutes was like nothing. And while we were in line, we made best friends with the family in front of us. Shout out, shout out. Shout out to the Deckers. They were amazing. It was uh, like a a high school senior's son and a college-age daughter and their parents. And we just had the best time. That line, 40 minutes, flew by so quickly because we were just chatting the whole time. (laughs) Making friends in Disney lines is my favorite pastime. I love it. It's so funny. We took a group shot together and then we got their phone number and texted it to them and they texted us later too. So it was really awesome. Fun. <laughs> okay. They were so great. So thanks yeah. Deckers for being our besties because they were adorable. You know, and it's, it's a time you probably wouldn't have minded that two hour wait since you guys made friends True. in the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, yes, sure. But we would have missed our lightning lane. Oh, yes. <laughs> so. Now, let me ask you, what made you decide to start your day with Animal Kingdom as opposed to Magic Kingdom? Was it Flight of Passage specifically or was there another reason that you guys decided Animal Kingdom's where we're going to start our day? So partially is because Animal Kingdom closes earlier and we could have gone back to Magic Kingdom after or anywhere, I guess, really, because Animal Kingdom closes the earliest. But we just find that for us, Animal Kingdom, especially without the kids, is definitely a half day park. And we had um, that lunch reservation at Beaches and Cream. And we just knew that we'd get what we wanted to get done in Animal Kingdom with plenty of time to spare. Okay, got it. All right. Um, so after Flight of Passage, walk me through your morning in Animal Kingdom. Okay. So we left there and we kind of hightailed it over to the safari. Our lightning lane was supposed to be 820 to 9 
920. And it was, we logged in at like 920 for that one. And we just walked basically right on. But that meant we could get another lightning lane right then. So again, we were kind of deciding, should we get one here or should we get it at Magic Kingdom? But Magic Kingdom wasn't that busy. And so the return times were early. And so we were like, well, let's utilize lightning lanes here since we can and see what we can get. So we had listened to your podcast with that awesome tip about trying to get two at the same time. Did it work? And I'll tell you, we used it a lot. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We've been telling everyone. So, so we were, when we were there, we had, uh, we wanted to do for sure at Animal Kingdom, we wanted to do Everest, but my dad doesn't ride Everest because it makes him sick. And we wanted to do Dinosaur, but those were like the only two other things that we like have to ride. And so when we were looking at Lightning Lane Returns, we decided to try for Navi River Journey because why not? Because we knew Dinosaur doesn't really have a long line ever. And Everest, we were going to do single rider anyway. So neither of those was going to take a long time. So we we did Navi River Journey and we did meeting Mickey and Mickey. <laughs> M- Minnie and Mickey. Okay. Why not? Again, right. it, ha- it had the longest line except for the safari. So we're like, okay, well, let's get that line. <laughs> and bonus, we got them sim- simultaneously. So we, we got them both. And the Mickey and Minnie one was for like right after we were done with the safari the navi was at like 12 15 so uh we did the safari and it was a great safari we saw all the animals the lions were even walking around and we had an awesome driver do you remember his name Aaron? no but his laugh was hilarious his laugh was <laughs> the best it just made it like every time he laughed we laughed because <laughs> it was great okay busy morning any lunch plans in animal kingdom okay so we were hungry at this point it was unfortunate because it was like um, 10 o'clock and a lot of things were not open yet for food. Right. And, and you had, you had like a, a sit down reservation. This was your beaches oh. and cream day, right? And that was lunch. Yes. Okay. Yes. Our, our beaches and cream reservation was for one ten. So we knew we would want to get a snack at animal kingdom and then we would eat at beaches and cream. So we were in line for Mickey and Minnie's and we were like, we're hungry. We need a snack right after Mickey and Minnie, we were going to Aaron and I were going to go ride Everest. So we put dad on snack duty and he was going to go get us some street tacos. And that's when we learned that street tacos were not open. So we rode Everest. We went in the single rider line and we were the only two people in the single single rider line. No time at all. <laughs> and we love Everest. It's so fun. So that was a good time. And then it was getting close to 11 and we wanted to, because all we had left was dinosaur and the Navi River journey to ride. We wanted to go to the Finding Nemo show. So we grabbed a Mickey pretzel over by dinosaur. We just walked over there and grabbed a Mickey pretzel and ate it back on the way to Finding Nemo. Okay. What did you guys think of the Finding Nemo show? Have you, had you seen it before? <laughs> I had seen it, but like pre-COVID. So I hadn't seen it since. Okay. I watched it in December with my family and I told them we have to go watch Nemo because <laughs> I loved it so much. Kelsey and I are big like musical theater fans. And so it was just so fun to have like a musical yeah. with the puppets and the stuff. So we loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> like we were crying. It was amazing. <laughs> a rave review. Okay. Um, what else in Animal Kingdom then? It sounds like we're getting close to your lunch 
lunchtime. Yes. So um, we were able to book lightning lanes like as we were leaving. So we went ahead and booked a lightning lane for Peter Pan for Magic Kingdom for later okay, in the so day. We're starting to stack now for Magic Kingdom. We're starting Kingdom. to stack and we had a 4.30 return time for Peter Pan. So we went and rode Dinosaur and it was about a 20 minute wait and that's what it posted, and it was about a twenty-minute wait. So, which we were shocked because I've like never waited <laughs> right, for I dinosaur would, ever, but I right. love dinosaur. Aaron loves dinosaur, so we rode that, and it's a we both we just we really like that ride. So we did that, and then we hightailed it over to Navi River Journey and rode that. And it was Navi River Journey. <laughs> it was what it was. <laughs> we noticed, I don't know, maybe you know the answer to this, Julie. Um, they used to have the giant blue lady and she's gone The now. shaman? Yeah, yeah, she was not there. Really? They, she's a screen. Oh, okay. So you guys saw Bebo. That means she was down. So oh, when she breaks down, a screen comes ah. down and oh. you guys saw Bemo. is what happened. Okay. So, we thought that they changed no, it. No, she is probably maybe behind, she made it break down. Probably that. behind the screen. I doubt they like physically move her, but yeah, they, they that makes sense. Yeah, they <laughs> put the screen down. Um, there are B modes for all of those. Like, yeah, yeah, like. Okay. Rise of the res- or is it right? Yeah, Rise of the Resistance. There's like a Kylo Ren animatronic that breaks down all the time. Um, so instead of seeing him like out the window, you see him in like some fighter jet or whatever, and he's yeah. Oh, so they have like screen B mode versions of the animatronics. Cool. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Good to know. Okay, so we finished Navi and we needed to leave to get to our beaches and cream reservations. So we left and we drove from there, from animal kingdom to the beach club and parked there and walked in. And we were about 20 minutes early for our reservation, but we checked in. They sat us right away. Awesome. All right. What did you guys think of beaches and cream? So I had really wanted to go with my kids when we were there last time. And we actually had reservations, but we had to cancel them because they were on our off day. And my son got sick on a different day. So we had to change our schedule around. So I was really excited to go. And we all thought the food was pretty good. We got Aaron and I both got the grilled cheese. I added bacon to mine. We kind of misread about (laughs) the sides and Aaron really wanted the tomato soup. We didn't really realize it was like tomato soup or fries and so she ordered fries and then the tomato soup didn't come oh no <laughs> it's okay it's okay i survived but the, uh, the the ice cream was delicious but then we, we did get ice cream aaron and our dad shared uh, one of the snickers uh sundays and i got the no way jose the chocolate peanut butter no complaints i ate about a third of it but <laughs> that's okay no decision is harder than what dessert you're going to get at beaches and cream <laughs> It's true. It's true. So that was, it was really great. We had no, no problems there. We loved the atmosphere and it was fun. Okay. I assume you're continuing to stack lightning lanes during this time. So you have Peter Pan in the bag. Are you grabbing any others during like your commute, your lunch that during that time? So, so I actually, um, while we were there, I modified Peter Pan to two o'clock. Oh, great. So you're able to edit and refresh it and get a better. Yes, I was just refreshing. Like, okay. As we were eating, I was just refreshing and I got from two to three. And then while we were at lunch, we booked for Big Thunder Mountain at 2.05. So we had two for like right when we got there. But since we are the brilliant people that we are, (laughs) we knew that we had to come back to Epcot later for our Space 220 reservation that we had gotten. And we were at Epcot right when we were allowed to clock in for park hopping. So 
we we just walked over from Beaches and Cream to Epcot. It was like two o two, so we went in and we joined the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy you, just in case you were able to get an hour in because that vir- yes. that second drop for the free virtual queue for Guardians opens at one p.m. So yes. it, mo- yeah. most days, most days that means if you are park hopping, you're out of luck because you're not going to be able to get it. But at two o'clock, you were able to enter the park and still get a time for it. That's amazing, and it's to the low crowds as well. Yeah, and it told us, it kept telling us your estimated callback time was 8.59, which was like the park closed at nine. Right. <laughs> so we were like, okay. And, our, we, our and space, we didn't know. We didn't know. Right. We were like, maybe we won't get it. Like, it's fine if we don't. But like, that's our favorite ride. So we wanted to ride it if we could. And our beaches and cream, reser- or sorry, not beaches and cream. Our Space 220 lounge reservation was for 8.35. Okay. So we left after we got in the queue for that. We left and we drove over to Magic Kingdom. And we got into Magic Kingdom and it was about 2.45. So we had Peter Pan up until three. So we went straight to Peter Pan and we rode Peter Pan. And then from there we went, oh, I had also modified Big Thunder Mountain to give us like 25 extra minutes just a little bit later. Okay. And then went over to Big Thunder. And while we were waiting for Big Thunder, which was, you know, like five minutes because we had a lightning lane, we simultaneously <laughs> booked Buzz Lightyear for 3.25 and Space Mountain for All 4.50. Right, so the, the hack. And you did the hack. the hack again and it a worked again. on your Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. Yes. So that was awesome. We ended up modifying Buzz a little bit later because we wanted them to be close to each other because they're close to each other physically. So we rode Big Thunder and then we headed over to Philhar Magic. We love Philhar Magic. It's a not miss, not to be missed <laughs> for for okay. us, even on our adult. And I love 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 Coco and so I love the addition when they added yeah Coco to it. it made yeah. me so happy <laughs> So from there, we had some time before Buzz and there's always a couple rides that we want to do if we have time on our adult trip, but they're not like must do's. We went into Little Mermaid because she's my, Ariel's my favorite from when I was a kid. So we did that. It was about a 10 minute wait and it was lovely. (laughs) And then we headed over to Buzz Lightyear with our lightning lane. And when we were on Buzz Lightyear, it stopped and they turned the lights on and they, they voided our Oh. And I was so bummed because the last time I was there, a cast member had kind of told me some some tricks about how to get really high scores. And I had like 300,000 and we were like a third of the way through. <laughs> you and were about to set a record. And I only ended up with like 100,000. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's okay. when it stops now when the lights go on, that's different. But when it stops and the lights are still off. That's where you just shoot, 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 yeah. shoot, shoot, and really right. pump up that score. We were not no. able. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of sad. Yeah, but that's okay. It was still fun. And then we headed over to Space Mountain and we used, we had a lightning lane for Space Mountain and we walked up and it was so bizarre. There was no line at all for Space Mountain, like the regular queue. There was like wow. nobody there. It was and so it was weird. a posted like 30 minute wait. So we went up there and we were like, why does it say 30 minutes? And they were like, we have no idea. Like, we okay. don't, they were like, we don't know why no one's in line. Wow. <laughs> it was so strange. So we were there and 
we had heard this other hack to, cause now it was time to book another lightning lane. So we had heard that if you book, if you notice that a, a ride is down, then you book a lightning lane for that ride. And then you get one of those, like any ride passes, even though it's not actually any ride, but any ride in that tier. Oh, interesting. You know, I guess I just assumed, cause I had never thought to even try that. I assumed that it wouldn't let you book a ride when it's down. So interesting. Okay. It does. It does. Um, And we had heard to use that when you're trying to ride like Big Thunder Mountain again, but you don't have to wait, but you can only get one Mm -hmm. lightning lane for it. Like the Little Mermaid is on the same tier as as Big Thunder. So, you know, you could utilize it. So we noticed that Barnstormer was down. And so we booked a lightning lane for Barnstormer thinking that we could modify it or use it for a different ride. Oh, but at the same time, we also booked for Winnie (laughs) the Pooh. So we got the two. Did that that trick work? Well, we did get the lightning lane, but it was for like 10 minutes from now. It Uh wasn't for right then. Oh, and by the time it was okay, time, so that trick only was works if you can get like an immediate return time. And that's right. I, for the most part, that's not going to be an easy thing to do. So it's just if it happens to work out that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we at this point, like for us as adults, we had ridden almost everything we wanted to already ride in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, sure. Why so not? Yeah, we thought we'd try. And we had gotten another one at the same time. So we got Winnie the Pooh for later, and then we just switched Barnstormer for Haunted Mansion. (laughs) So then we, then we were still, we're still cheating the system pretty, pretty well. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, you guys are pros. We're utilizing what we paid for. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's not cheap. $20 a person. Yeah. No, make the most of it. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then we did the people mover because who doesn't love the people mover? Right. It's a classic. And then we we did we did the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor because we all love that. Monsters Inc. is one of my favorite uh, movies. So that was fun. And then we headed to Small World because we had some time to kill before our Winnie the Pooh reservation. And it was about a 10 minute wait to get on Small World. And while we were on Small World, the sky fell through oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it started to downpour. So we actually... We, my dad brought a poncho. Aaron and I have these really cute rain jackets that are all the Disney snacks. So um, we just geared up and walked through the ankle deep rain. Was it hot oh, during this time? It was hot. So the rain may have been a welcome. It, it, yeah. it wasn't, it, you're right. It wasn't unwelcome. It wasn't, it was probably like low 80s. I never felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so hot. But we did have little fans that we would pull out every now and then. And I would say, too, at the time it started downpouring, it was like probably 6.30 or 7 p.m. So it, was, it wasn't it was hot anymore. Right. And who knew Magic Kingdom floods in like 30 <laughs> seconds. And I'm talking like, like Kelsey said, like you're ink to your ankles in certain spots, like instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. if you're not watching, you're going to step in the wrong Okay, spot. <laughs> and then my next question was actually going to be about like what, you know, what time is it at this point? Because you guys have done a ton. You just listed a ton of rides at Magic Kingdom <laughs> yes. just for, you know, a few hours because you aren't able yes, to start until yeah. after two. So are you done at Magic Kingdom or do you still have more on your list before you move back over to Epcot? We're not quite done yet. <laughs> we 
we had the lightning lane for Winnie the Pooh. So we went, we walked through the rain to Winnie the Pooh. And then we had our lightning lane for Haunted Mansion. So then we just walked to Haunted Mansion. But you know, at this point, rain deters people. Like when we did Haunted Mansion, it was a walk on anyway, but we had a lightning lane for it. So why not? Um, So we, after that, we were headed to Epcot for our Space 220 and to try to get into Guardians. We can't resist the uh, Nutella and fruit waffle. (laughs) <laughs> of course, yeah. At Sleepy Hollow. At Sleepy Hollow. So we uh, did that on our way out, even though we were going to eat dinner. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not miss. <laughs> and we were three people sharing it. So like, it's fine. Oh, it's just yes. That it, doesn't, it doesn't even count. For sure. And we really, hadn't, yeah. we really hadn't eaten snacks during the day. We had, you know, we had lunch and then that was it. And it was like seven o'clock. So. Right. So we grabbed that on our way out and we got on the monorail and we headed over to Epcot. And at this point, our guardians callback time had said, it's time. Come on. Oh, beautiful timing. I mean, it, it was, was so perfect. perfect. <laughs> it was like lining up so nicely because the rain made people leave. And so our time got pushed up. So that yeah, was nice. Yeah. All right. So you guys go straight to guardians. So we did. We arrived in the Guardians queue at 7.58 and we had our 8.35 reservation. So we asked them at the beginning, hey, do you think we're going to make it on time? They said, it'll be close, but they give you 15 minutes. <laughs> they give you 15 minutes to be late to Space U20. However, when we walked into line, there was like nobody. So we walked all the way up until oh, the rooms. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if you if it's between a dining reservation and especially something like Space 220 and a <laughs> lightning lane or virtual queue the you want to do the dining reservation yeah um and i get that it's trickier because the virtual queue guys it was the end of the night and obviously when the park closes it closes and they stop running it but they won't hold space 220 (laughs) but you can go on the ride late if you need to true true we rolled the dice though because the park was closing at nine and so we knew (laughs) if we went to space 220 we wouldn't be able to ride guardians after yeah it it would have been and we thought yeah we thought because it had rained and people were leaving. Plus it's getting toward the end of the night at Epcot. So people are starting to, you know, get spots for fireworks and, and that kind of thing. So we were hopeful and we got lucky. <laughs> okay. So you guys did guardians. You were able to basically walk on even with the virtual queue, which is really cool. Yes. Um, and we have all, both, all three of us have ridden it before, but it was Every time it just blows your mind. We just love it so much. And this time, Aaron and I, we we got conga as our song, and we were just I like, love it. "That's my favorite." It yes. was so fun. <laughs> that one is my favorite. Yes, my favorite song. We loved it so much. So it it did make our dad a little queasy. Okay. So um, he loved it too, but he was like, "Okay, that's pro- one per trip for me is probably good for Guardians." So. <laughs> We headed from there over to Space 220. It was like 825 and they let us right up. And you're right there too. So convenient. Yeah. All right. Was this both of your first time at Space 220? It was. And you said you did the lounge, right? Not the full restaurant. We did the lounge, um, which it's really out of our budget to do the regular. (laughs) I mean, it is not cheap, not cheap. My actually, my family and I, when I had the kids last time, we were we were at Epcot the day Space 220 opened. And so we were like, we're going to try and get a 
spot at Space 220. Yeah, that was a silly thought. Like yeah. every blogger and yep, yeah, everyone. Every, and you you couldn't get reservations. It was like a wait in line, and we were like, well, good thing because we can't spend all that money on my children who won't even eat. Yeah, who will eat like fifty dollar chicken tenders? Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> or yep, not even I, eat it. <laughs> so. Yeah, or look at fifty dollar yeah. chicken tenders. So the yeah. Space 220 Lounge was right in our budget, and um, it's very cool. I, it's just neat. You feel like you're in space and you're just watching the astronauts float around <laughs> and it was very cool we loved the atmosphere we had a really great server he was from wales which is cool we we split three appetizers we got the deviled eggs and the sliders and the chicken and, waffles. chicken and waffles. Okay. What did you guys think of the food there? I found the portions to be really small for what I was paying. Did you guys think <laughs> it did the atmosphere make up for that? Was it worth it? Or were you like, you're crazy? These portions were fine. You eat too much, Julie. <laughs> Personally, I think um, for like a one-time thing, I'll go there again with my family because I want them to experience it. And paying the lounge prices rather than the regular prices, I would do it again for the atmosphere I honestly like if I get a coke and a burger at any of like cosmic rays it's $18 too so I didn't think it was too overpriced okay I don't think the food was that great I think we had better food at most other places but it was fine we liked the sliders a lot and and that I felt like the sliders was a good portion because it comes with two and fries Uh, Um, but like the deviled eggs you're getting four deviled eggs for $18 or whatever yeah and we didn't particularly care for the deviled eggs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so overall, pretty good experience. Yeah. 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 That was kind of my feeling on it as well. I was like, I'm glad I did it. You know, it's it's a good like one time thing. Yeah. <laughs> not in every time, not in every visit kind of restaurant. Yes. Um, all right, was there anything after Space 220 or was the park closed by the time you guys got out? So the park was closed after I got out, but Magic Kingdom was open till 11. Yeah. So and I noticed you guys left your car over there because you, you said did. you took the monorail. I forgot we went back to Magic yes. Kingdom. <laughs> We are not going to not utilize our last hour and a half, right? So we went back to Magic Kingdom. I would say the downside to that was it took like 45 minutes because you have to ride the monorail, get off the monorail, get back on the other monorail. It took a while. So that was kind of a bummer. But we we went ahead and got a lightning lane for Pirates of the Caribbean to ride together when we got there. But our dad was not feeling great after the Guardians of the Galaxy. But we wanted to attempt Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because we figured with the rain, people were gone. It's late night. It's after the fireworks. So people were gone. So we thought... We, it, it's a fun ride, but it's not something that any of us want to pay to do. I agreed. Yeah. Or wait for an hour and a half. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that <laughs> assessment of seven dwarves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It said it was a posted 30 minute wait. So our dad went to Pirates by himself. And Aaron and I went over to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Was it actually 30? I find 30 usually means walk on or close to when it's posted 30. Minutes. Yep. <laughs> 12 awesome. Yes, if you see 30 minutes posted, run because it means you're going to probably walk on or just yeah. wait a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> Great. It was amazing. And it was so fun. I really like that ride. But again, you yeah, for tw- a 12 minute wait, that's my favorite ride ever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was really fun. Okay, so, how's, how's your dad holding up with all this? You guys are going hard. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good. He's always in front of us. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. He is really fast and we're really short 
and we have little short legs. And so we're trying real hard. Uh, okay. He <laughs> sounds like me. That's my family's complaint of me. They're like, slow down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. He doesn't okay. walk anywhere. Okay. It's like awesome. Speed walking. Yeah. He yep. lets us plan it, but he le- takes the lead. <laughs> He's like, at this time, at this point, he was kind of, kind of slowing down. So he did pirates and then just kind of waited for us. And so when we finished that, we just got a dull whip on the way out and then Okay. Left. All right. And then that's it for the evening. We're done. We're crashing. That was it. And it was like, we got back at like 1140. We were okay. Done. That is quite, you did three parks in a day. Yes. That was quite the day. All right. So then the next day, this is, you only have two park days. So what are we cramming into day number two? Where are we starting? We are starting at Epcot. Then we are going to hop to Hollywood Studios. So our plan going into it was we were going to stack all our lightning lanes for Hollywood Studios because we all know how Hollywood Studios is these days. (laughs) Hollywood Studios Um, used to be that the half day park. Do you guys remember that? I mean, you go enough that you know. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, no, not anymore. Back when it was MGM. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yes. Yeah, now it's really difficult to get the stuff that you want to get at Hollywood Studios. All right, so your plan is to start stacking as soon as you can for the afternoon. that was our plan. Okay. Yep, and we also, like Hollywood is our favorite park, all of our favorite parks. So we we wanted to make sure we got to do all the things we wanted to do. So, So we woke up and thankfully, probably for us, these parks didn't open until nine. So we were able, you know, even though we didn't get back to late, we were able to, you know, get some rest. Um, so we got up and we got our Genie Plus again. We thought we'd try to be cool and do the double lightning lane again, but we first got Guardians of the Galaxy virtual queue. That was like number one, what we wanted to do. So we got group 11. So that was very exciting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause when I, when I came in December, we did it right at seven world clock, all that. And we were group a hundred. I had no get idea. Back to like three thirty. Yeah. I have no idea how that works. I don't either. Where, like sometimes I've been in like single digit groups yeah. and other times, like you said, you're in group a hundred and something. Yeah. I have no idea how they assign these groups. <laughs> I don't either. It's a mystery. We were real excited about group 11, especially because we were going to park hop. So we didn't want it to be in the afternoon. Right, right. We weren't going to be there. So we got group 11 and then we did the double Genie Plus and we got Slinky Dog for like, I don't know, it was like four o'clock or something in the afternoon. And then we got, we, we decided to do Remy's because we were like, well, if we can get one Epcot, let's try to do Remy's and then maybe we can rope drop Frozen or Test Track or something like that. So that was kind of what we were doing going into it. Tell me how... How did you guys do the hack? Was just one of you working on both phones or were you guys trying to do it together? Yes. So we practiced. We did like push your thumbs at the same <laughs> you time. We were... You have to practice. <laughs> and this is a spoiler for later, but we just we tried it a few times later and it didn't work. And so we would just go cancel that one and try it again. Yep. And then we would get it. <laughs> yep. That's I learned that as well. When you mess up, yeah. you cancel and try again. Try- Try, yes. try again. Yes. So we always did it just one of us. Okay. Yeah, just one of us. We took turns. Just okay. whoever and was feeling So lucky. you guys grabbed two of the harder to get Genie Plus yes. reservations right away. Slinky Dog yes. and Remy. And so Slinky Dog, because this is, I assume, just minutes after seven, because you got your virtual queue and now you're doing yep. Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. Slinky Dog was already at 4 p.m. when you went well, to grab and it. and we were park hopper. So I don't know if that changes it, because we couldn't have gotten before two. So I don't know. I don't know. 
used to, it used to just default. It would push you past two, which was great. So like you, if you wanted to start planning for Hollywood Studios first thing in the morning, you could just grab Hollywood Studios and it would automatically give you after two. Now that's not the case. Now you have to wait until it says 2 p.m. or later. It won't let you grab it if it's before 2 p.m. So, I mean, it worked out that it was after 2 p.m. for you, but that's, it's crazy how fast Slinky Dog fills up the fact that it was like seven oh whatever yeah you know, seven oh five yeah. or whatever it, it was wasn't and immediately it's, seven o'clock yeah and it's yeah. already at 4 p.m yeah um, that is what, crazy. how about the return time for remy's was that earlier in the day it was at 1205 so still it was kind still, of still kind of later, later, yeah, at, at yeah. least before park hop time so we were we were fine with that okay and that helped us sort of figure out what path we were going to take around epcot you know with the countries and everything so so it worked out so we ended up we drove to hollywood studios because we were going to end at hollywood studios so we just decided to just take the Skyliner over to Epcot. I like the the plan the pre-planning here. Yeah. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was our plan. Um, the park opened at nine and we got the Guardians text at like 840 that it was time to go to Guardians. <laughs> so we were like, the park's not even open, but we have 840 to 940 for our return time. So our plan sort of had to change because we were gonna at that point I think our plan was to rope drop test track and then go to Guardians because we figured it would be time to go to Guardians after that. But you, you flipped them instead. So can I just say, if I were you, I probably still would have rope dropped Test Track because with the virtual queue, they're so lenient because oh. because you don't get a say in the return time. Like when you're yeah. purchasing the Lightning Lane, you get to you get a say in the time. You confirm the time when you're purchasing it. When it's the free virtual one, you don't. So they are super lenient. You could have gone at any point in okay. the day. That's a bummer. That's a good with, tip. That's with a the, tip. Yeah. Good tip for your listeners because we, we weren't sure we should have known that because again I keep talking about my, my December trip but when we went in December I, I probably shouldn't tell people this but like we would go to our lightning lanes like two hours late and be like sorry and they always let us on <laughs> They're because very nice about yeah. it yeah and with the virtual queue because you can't like you said you can't help it and so <laughs> they're way better about letting you on late than they are early sometimes they'll let you on like a couple minutes early but I've been turned away many times when I try and go (laughs) early (laughs) Um, early. but with with the free one and because the timing with yours it's like all right this is like peak you know ride time here like this is Mm -hmm. rope drop time weights are not going to be this low again today yeah so to give that up for the free virtual queue kind of stinks we should also (laughs) also um it took a while for us to get from Hollywood Studios to Epcot I think it took us longer than we'd expected it to. We didn't think about it until that morning. We were going to just drive to Epcot and then do the whole Skyliner in the evening. And then we were like, why would we do that? <laughs> and so it was a little bit like of a plan switch. And so we arrived at Epcot after nine o'clock, but just a little bit after nine. It was like nine oh five. So yeah, we, we would have liked to have been there at like eight 30. So we were sure. running a little bit behind, but okay. it's okay. Um, my dad didn't want to ride Guardians of the Galaxy this day. So um, he, did, he was like, I'm one and done. I don't want to be sick all day. So he just like searched around. He had lost his hat the day before when we were putting the ponchos on he lost his hat of all places at it's a small world and so he was gonna go like look for a hat so we went and did virtual queue again we like walked straight into that room where you watch the video so that was nice again obviously there weren't people there yet (laughs) um so 
we did that. It was 19 minutes from the time we walked in to the time we were out. So it was very quick. This time we got September, which was another fun song. It was not Kaga, but <laughs> not September. as good, but we'll acceptable. Acceptable. We'll so yeah, we'll fun. take it. And then we got off and we were like, Ugh, the lines were so long already. Yeah. Like Soren was posted 80 minutes and we were like, WTF, like what is happening? <laughs> and so we're like, all right, we wanted to do the whole front of the park since we had Remy's at 1205. We're like, let's get rid of the, like, let's get done with the front before we start going to the country. So we ended up, we went to Spaceship Earth and we waited 15 minutes, which was accurate to the posted wait time. And while we were on there, we were looking at wait times. And right when we were about to be done, Soren went down to like 20 minutes minutes and we were like oh sweet head to Soren. interesting so to, i wonder yeah. what the holdup was that it was so high and then dropped i don't know it was weird but then by the time we got there it was back up to 60 and so we were like <laughs> what is somebody's happening? drunk i don't yeah. know who's handling Something these wait times on your trip but <laughs> yeah i don't even i don't know but my dad's favorite ride is Soren, and we were like whatever let's just wait in it but as we were waiting in line if it <laughs> this is kind of confusing but if we were gonna go to hollywood studios we were able to book a another lightning lane at 1030 and this it was like 1015 but if we stayed at if we did a lightning lane for Epcot we couldn't book until 11 because they opened at different times right because you get two hours after the open I hadn't considered that yes okay yeah so we were going to try to trick the system but we couldn't figure it out so we ended up looking at when the return times were and they were there were Soren return times for like 11 or something and so we were like let's wait until 11 and try to get Soren and something at Hollywood Studios and not wait in this Soren line for an hour. So that's what we did. We, we, so you we, waited uh, a bit so you could do both parks because of yes. the two hour rule and the parks opened at different times. Your eligibility to book depended on which park you were going for. I'm just sorry. I'm yes. just explaining yep. this for listeners here. Yes. So what you decided to do was wait a beat so that you could get you could do the hack and yep. simultaneously book for Epcot and Hollywood Studios because yes. that two hour rule would have worked for both parks at that point. Right. Yes. OK. Yep. Just that making sure plan. we got it here okay so we rolled the dice a little bit and it worked it, wor- it did work so we ended up we left Soren and we went to test track and decided to ride the single rider line and ended up as soon as it was pretty much like right when we got to, to test track or a little bit after we got to test track it was time to book our double lightning lanes so this is the time where we tried and it didn't work and we canceled and we did it like three times until <laughs> it finally worked but we did end up getting a lightning lane for Soren at 12 50 so it was still before park hop time which was nice and we got a Tower of Terror for Hollywood Studios at 2.30. Okay. It was good. Good. I'm glad um, it worked. It worked out well. We ended up only waiting at Test Track for like 20, 25 minutes in the single rider line. So that worked well for us too. So we ended up not having to wait very much. So good. We were pleased. The only other things besides Soren and Remy's that we wanted to ride at Epcot really like needed, quote unquote, needed to ride was Frozen. That I love Frozen. But the line was obviously like so long for Frozen. So at this point, it was probably like, 11 30 and Remy's actually went down and so of we course. were really bummed of course because it was getting close to time for us to go to Remy's and it was down and we were like what the heck so we looked at it 
it. And we were like, well, maybe we can use it to ride Frozen. Um, that's not a thing. So we went and asked a person. <laughs> and there's a way in your app to see what those ri- additional rides are. Because it gives you that, like, any ride pass. Yes, any ride is not actually any ride. You can't do yeah. Frozen. You can't do Guardians. Yeah, there are rules. And it, yeah, it, you can see a list of them when yes. you get one of those anytime passes. So that's helpful for listeners. If you look into it, like, keep pushing buttons. It'll tell you what it's not <laughs> eligible for. And we thought, well, maybe we can use it at a different park. The answer to that is also no. And so basically, you can use it for anything except the good rides. So you can't use it for Soren. <laughs> you can't use it for Guardians, obviously. You can't use it for Test Track. You can't use it for Frozen. So you can use it for like living with the land, which is fine. But anything but the good rides. I like that. Yeah, everything but the good rides. So we were like super bummed and we're like, whatever, we're holding off for Remy's. We're just going to wait. So this time was actually kind of nice. We got to, we decided we're going to go around the countries. We're going to taste some festival food. So a couple things that we wanted to shout out for the festival food. Yeah, we let's hear, to, let's hear the favorites for the festival foods. Okay. So the first one we went to that was my favorite was Jardin de Fiestas. I don't know how you say it. Um, it's actually right right when you get into like whatever you call the country. What do you call it? Uh, the World, the World Showcase. Showcase. That's what it's called. <laughs> and I got the Taco Vampiro. It was so good. It has like crunchy cheese on the outside and some kind of beef in the middle. I don't know. It was so good. Maybe it was pork. I don't even know. But it was so delicious. <laughs> don't know. Don't care. It was delicious. Don't know. Don't care. How did you so feel good. about the the portion size and the, the cost? There are some real winners with the festivals and some real losers as far yeah. as that goes. So that taco was expensive. I think it was like $10 or $8 or something. So for one taco, it's a lot. And it did have like a tablespoon of street corn with it. <laughs> okay. So, and that was good too, but, um, it was a small was, taco. <laughs> it was small, but it was so good that I don't care. It was really good. I thought okay. it was good enough. Kelsey went to Florida fresh and got the grilled street corn, but it wasn't that right. We, we don't take right. about rave reviews about anything we got there, but we didn't get the spicy one. Yeah. Okay. We tried those and then we did the grand fiesta tour in Mexico because as I said before, I love, I love cocoa. So I love the whole Mexican pavilion. So we did grand fiesta. Tour. And then after that, another another festival thing that I really loved was I don't know how to say this, Bauern Market in Germany. Sure. Um, yeah. I got the Listen, sure. I can mispronounce it or you can mispronounce it. You know, either way. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I'm not German. So I got the potato pancakes with the applesauce and I thought it was really, really good. Kind of weird, good. but it was so good. I thought it was really weird. <laughs> That is a German staple, potato pancakes yeah. and applesauce. I it's I don't know. I love potato pancakes and applesauce. It is kind of an odd combination, but you oh, know. It was so good. I I'm an ignorant so American, so whatever. <laughs> I got I got a butter caramel bar instead. Uh, those are also amazing. Yes. Yeah, that was good too. So we were still we were making our way around the countries and Remy's was still down. So that was a bummer. But I've always wanted to go to the ice cream place in France to get the croque lock. Have you say it? Okay. The um, have you heard of this? It's like the brioche ice cream sandwich. Oh, oh, I'm not familiar. Please, <gasps> please oh tell my me. gosh. Okay, so <laughs> we found this on Instagram or something. But so they at the ice cream place is called L'Artisan de Glace. That's okay. my French pronunciation. <laughs> and they have it's basically a brioche bun.
bun, like a hamburger bun sort of, but like a little bit fancier. And they cut it in half and you pick out your ice cream scoop flavor and then you get to put on any kind of like chocolate sauce or strawberry sauce or whatever kind of sauce you want. And then they put it back together and they put it on kind of like a waffle maker to like glue the sides together or like grill the sides together. Oh, they together. do like a, like in a press? Yeah, in a oh, press. Oh, that sounds like so good. Like of? a panini press type of thing. <gasps> yeah. That sounds and so then good. it's like an ice cream sandwich, but like a literal sandwich. And so I, I tried to go last time and they run out. Like they only have a certain amount of these brioche buns, I guess, throughout the day, but they don't That's open a good sign. Noon. That means that they're, they're fresh made if they yes. only have a li- yes. limited number per day. So that's a good, good sign. Yes. So I had to try it. I finally got it and it was delicious. It was kind of odd, but like super delicious. <laughs> okay. And so that's <laughs> so not festival I, food, but that is a definite winner. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And then we did stop at one more festival food. It's a little out of order, but I'll tell you now so we can get done with festival food. We went to the Honey Bistro, which everyone talks is like the best one. And I got the pollinator flatbread and it was so good. Oh yeah, worth the hype. So it was the it lived up to the hype, I should say. It lived yes. up to the hype. And I got the chicken and waffle and it was also very delicious. All right. How did that chicken and waffle compare to Space 220 chicken and waffle? It was better. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was different though, because this waffle is like a cornbread waffle. So it kind of had like a kick to it where I feel like the the Space 221 is more like a regular waffle. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they were, I mean, I personally liked them both, but I like the Honey Beaster one better for sure. Okay. Um, and so what time is it now? This is because you said you Remy, your Remy time was like noon or 1230 and that's come and gone and it's still down. Yeah. So this, it was about 1245. Okay. And right when we were sort of almost done with the countries, right? Because the Honey Bistro, which we did, we actually did after Remy's, but it was all, we were about to England and we pulled up the app and Remy's was back up. So we like hightailed it to Remy's. Oh, great. We were like, we don't want to miss out. So we ended up doing Remy's. It was at 1250 was when we did Remy's. So that was nice. How was the the wait? Because people often do what you did and rush yeah. back over there. <laughs> Were there a lot of people in the lightning lane? No. So we oh, good. pretty much walked in, walked on, oh, which, which was good. Yeah. And it was time for another lightning lane. We tried mercilessly to do the two again and we just <laughs> failed this time. Um, it happens. But that's okay. Uh, so we got one from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Hollywood Studios. So had that booked. And then it was time for Soren. So we did Remy's and it was fun. We've all we've all done it before, but it was really fun again. We liked that ride. And then we went over to Soren and did Soren. And we had our lightning lane. It was still posted at a 60 minute wait. So I'm glad we were I'm glad we did what we did with our lightning lanes. We we were proud of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to be in weren't we in B1, Kelsey? Yes, we were in B1. Everyone <laughs> talks about B1 is like the best the Soren seat. line. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so we got that. So that was good. We liked it. Um, so I okay, well, it wasn't in as your crooked. expert opinion, was that a better spot to be in? I mean, I'm good. Okay, I already care. the answer is no. We, I can tell by your hesitation. <laughs> we decided. <laughs> We decided that B2 is the best because B is the best because it's in the middle. And people think one is the best because you're at the top and you're not like seeing people's feet, but you can see the top of the screen. Ah, yes. So I'd rather see people's feet and think I'm still hang gliding than see the Okay, okay. I appreciate that (laughs) take, take. yeah. Hot take, B2. Me too. Okay. And you're, you're doing a lot of walking though, because you went around the world, then you have to go all the way back to the land and then... 
And then back to the Skyliner. I was going to say, you're going straight to yeah. the Skyliner after that? Yes, Okay, so a lot of back and forth, a lot of walking. A lot of yes. back and forth, yeah. But that's okay. So we, we ended up getting everything done except for Frozen, but it's okay. But we were okay without Frozen. Okay. <laughs> so then we got on the Skyliner. It was about 2.25. So it was a little after park hop time, but it's fine. We were full tummies. We were happy. Um, we ended up having, so we had a Tower of Terror. We had a Mickey and Minnie's and we had a Slinky Dog Dash. Those are the ones we had going into it. So we went straight to Tower of Terror with our Lightning Lane. And I think it was posted at like 40 minutes. And what I'll say is um, when we went in December and when we went last May, Tower of Terror was still like under construction where only one of the only only one elevator was elevators going, was going yeah. which made it unbearable to sit in that line. Oh yeah. my God, it was so bad. But they were both up. So that was a surprise. I didn't know they were both back up. Do you know when it opened back up? I'm not sure. Honestly, okay. it was, I, we could probably look at past wait times and figure it out because yeah. you're right. Like it was insane with Ugh. just the one elevator being open. I'm not yeah. sure when they reopened the second one, but it's a relief. It's <laughs> all three after- more favorite rides. And so it's one that we want to do more than once. So we're both when the lines are really long right. because yes we have a lightning lane but we want to ride it again right right yeah so anyway um so we rode tower of terror it was fantastic of course although kelsey was upset because the lights came on for a second right before we were about to drop and we don't know why but they turned back off so i don't know what's going on but it was almost not even like the lights were on it was like it was like the you know when it opens up at the top and you see out to hollywood studios i felt like they remained open so the sunlight was coming down so you could see like cement walls. Oh, strange. It was so weird. And you know how you have that screen in the middle where they're like, waving to you yeah. <laughs> it, it just was blank there was nothing happening and then you shook a little and went up again it was huh. weird it, it was kind of weird but it's okay it was still our favorite ride so when we checked into there we got another lightning lane for smugglers run we couldn't do the double I think we were done getting doubles like they weren't working anymore for us so sometimes I've found too I don't know why this happens but like you know your phone will look different than my phone when I'm trying to do it and then that like th- would throw me off mm-hmm. yeah I, so I don't know if that was the case or if you had just exhausted your luck. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We, I, I don't know. But it wasn't working. But that was OK because we didn't have too many things left that we needed lightning lanes for. Right. So that was good. So we so we got lightning lane for Smuggler's Run. And right when we got off Tower of Terror, it was about to be 3.30. And so we went real quickly to the Frozen show, the Frozen sing-along, because we love the Frozen <laughs> it's sing-along. It's so good. It's. It's a, you cannot miss Frozen sing-along. If you have children, even if you don't, if you've ever seen Frozen, you must go to the Frozen sing-along. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> even though it's the same every time you go, it's hysterical. It's we always just, a, like, it's a little bit, it's like seeing any show live. Like it's always a little bit different when yeah, you go. Yeah, you they know? have a couple different jokes. But, yeah. And the people were different this time. Like the actors or whatever. They were, they were different actual people this time than we had seen in the past. So they were their own kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It, it changes it a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, we went to that and we loved it, of course, because it was so good. And it was time for Mickey and Minnie's, but it was broken down, of course, because as Mickey minis likes to do it was broken down so we decided to go to star tours because it had pretty much a walk-on and we had a little bit of time before our slinky dog dash lightning lane so we went to star tours it was fun and then we went to slinky dog dash and did our lightning lane and again you're going to notice we kind of go all over the park so we are not necessarily the people that 
stick to one half of the park and do all the rides over there first. <laughs> We're more like, what's the shortest line? How can we maximize Let's our run. time here? Yeah. Even when yeah. our children are with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, with adults, like we're fine. We're capable adults. So um, we went over to Slinky Dog Dash. It was super fun. We love that ride. But again, nobody wants to re- wait an hour and a half for Slinky Dog Dash or anything. So we did that. And then we got a snack. We went to the Baseline Tap House and got the coffee rub ribeye beef puff that we had heard about. If you haven't had it, it was pretty good. And now it was about, it was about five o'clock, I think at this point. So we did our Smugglers Run Lightning Lane. Um, we were kind of bummed because we got, we were three, right? There were three of us. And we got on a ship that already had three people. So we got the boring jobs. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I always get the boring every time. Yeah. Aww, always. That's <laughs> sad. Our dad has never been the driver, one of the drivers. So we wanted him to do that. Aaron and I were the drivers the first time we did it. And it was hysterical. <laughs> so we keep wanting him to get to do it. And yeah, he doesn't and to. nobody ever wants to trade that one. No. You know, like yeah. when you're waiting yeah. to get on, nobody's going to trade pilot for engineer. It's <laughs> nope. just not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But it was, it was fun. We still had a good time. And we were able to get a lightning lane for Toy Story Mania while we were on that ride, which was for later in the day, but we easily moved it up to like right away. So okay. we were able to go straight to Toy Story Mania after we did Toy How were crowds at Hollywood Studio today? Like compared to, you know, you talked about Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom being really low. Did yeah. Hollywood Studios also feel that way? Um, It probably felt a little bit more crowded, but you know, there's less rides there. And so the lines are always longer because there's less to do, I would say, but it didn't feel crowded. Okay. I would I don't say Epcot felt the most crowded, but that's probably because everybody does it how we did it, where you do the, you know, the other part first because the country's food and stuff wasn't open. Yeah. The festivals really bring out the crowds. Sure. We didn't do Epcot in the evening because of that. Yeah. Yes. That was the yeah. right call. <laughs> and I was surprised we got through those festival lines, like the food booth lines really fast. Like we didn't wait in line for those more than like five minutes. If you had done dinner, you would have been like snaked around in the line if you had done dinner instead of lunch. Yeah. Yeah, so that was great. I mean, that was great, too. And we like um, to stack at Hollywood Studios so we don't have to wait in really long lines. Okay, so are you guys stopping for snacks along the way? What what snacks are you guys grabbing at Hollywood Studios? I think all we got was that beef puff. And then mm-hmm. we got some ice cream later. Okay. And dinner. We, we got dinner. But we didn't have any, like, ooh, we need this food from Hollywood Studios kind of places. So our dinner was just, like, we went to Rosie's and Catalina and Eddie's. Like, okay. nothing exciting. But we didn't have any more lightning lanes to get at that point. So we had done everything we could get that we wanted. So we did Toy Story Mania, which was super fun. And Mickey and Minnie's was down again. So we couldn't <laughs> go use that. So that's when we ate. But as soon as we were done eating, Mickey and Minnie's was back up. So we went and got to ride that. So Oh, good. That was exciting because we also love Mickey Minis. It's so fun. It is. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. And there was a little baby with us and she was so cute and (laughs) it was, you know, it's just so fun. So anyway, so yeah, we just, we did that and then it looked like it was about to downpour again. And so we snuck into Muppets 3D, but it never really rained. So we sat through that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Muppets for us is not a must do. Okay. It's <laughs> an avoid the rain. Oh, okay. Okay. Or, or if you, I mean, that's blasphemy in my house, but whatever, you know, <gasps> teach <Sorry. that. laughs> the kids really <laughs> like it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. <laughs> It's cute, but it's honestly like my nap ride usually. So I'm okay. like, hey, I'll just close my eyes during this because I've seen it 4,000 times. Right, right. Yeah, it it's hasn't cute. changed since we were children. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So then it was seven o'clock. We, we went into um, Muppets at seven o'clock. And on this day, I believe Hollywood Studios closed at 930. Mm-hmm. But there was a um, Fantasmic at eight. 30 is that right Kelsey I think 8 30 and 9 30 and 9 30 so we um so it was like set it was probably like 7 20 when we got out of Muppets and so we were like let's try uh, Rise of the Resistance it was posted at a 60 minute wait and we also like don't like to buy the individual like lanes so oh, to- yeah it. no totally yeah but we did want to ride it um so we went and we waited 20 minutes. Oh, that's great. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And like, we're not big Star Wars people. However, that is one of my favorite rides because it's such an experience. It's oh, like yeah. eight rides in one. They use all of the technology in that one. Like yeah. any, anything that they've used in any other ride, they put it in this ride. Yes. Yeah. And it's so cool. And it's so cool. And so like the, the whole ride from the time you get into that first little room with the video of that girl, I'm sorry, I don't know anything. Ray. Ray. Her name <laughs> Ray. is Ray. Ray. Yes. The Ray. hologram. Yes. <laughs> yes. From that room to the end is like 30 minutes. Like it's fun and interactive and I just love it. So yeah. anyway, we did that. And then all we really had left was we wanted to ride Tower of Terror again. We... <laughs> went all the way across the park again um and it said our favorite 13 minute wait which we know means zero minute wait for those of you who don't know so it was very exciting and we went to go take a picture of it and legit like I was pushing the button and it changed to 30 minutes (laughs) but we still walked on so we decided they were preemptively changing it because um phantasmic was about to end yeah because there was nobody in line yeah, yeah, and I also suspect that that when the initial the Soren was like ninety, then twenty, and then jumped again, <laughs> they really they like boost those wait times first thing in the morning. Um, so I suspect that was part of that. Now it's weird it went to twenty and then jumped back up, but I, I do think <laughs> yeah. that that was pr- probably part of that as well. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so are you guys doing Fantasmic then after Tower of Terror? No, or watching we had Fantasmic. So it was like 8, 10 when we got to Tower of Terror. And we had talked about like being our crazy selves and be like, all right, we can go back to Magic Kingdom. They don't close till 10 tonight. Or we can watch Fantasmic or we can do whatever. And then we were kind of like, you know what? Our flight leaves. Our flight was leaving at 5.30 in the morning, which means we had to get up at 2.30 to like get ready and drive to the airport. So we just decided to kind of call that the last thing. So we rode Tower of Terror and shopped around a little bit, um, got some Mickey ice cream and then and then headed out. So. Did you notice because you were right there, were there crowds of people for the first Fantasmic show? Did it look like people were starting to line up early or do you think that the excitement for the reopening of Fantasmic has maybe died down a little bit? So I think um, I think Fantasmic was at eight because oh, I was wrong. when we got out of Tower of Terror, it was like all the people were leaving Fantasmic or maybe it was like while we were in the shops right by Tower of Terror, they were leaving Fantasmic and there seemed to be a lot of people at that time, but we didn't, we didn't ever see anybody waiting for it. Yeah, okay. that's true. So I was probably, so maybe it has died down a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good too. Cause for a while it was, oh. especially that first showing was um, rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough one. And yeah. we also, I'd like to interject. We are, Disney fireworks people, we stand there and cry and watch the fireworks. (laughs) And like, normally we would do that. If we hadn't have gotten space 220 for 835 on our Magic Kingdom night, we definitely would have watched the fireworks. But, you know, we do get to see them a lot. And she just went and I'm about to go again. So, and I'd like to do Fantasmic for sure. But 
I'm going to bring my kids. So we just, yeah. yeah. Okay. On this trip decided not to prioritize the fireworks. Okay. And so then you guys just headed out after this. We did. And we had parked there. And since we got yeah, there pretty early, our car ahead. was real close. Yeah. So we, we just drove back home and we went to bed at like 915 because we had to get up at 230. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, Oof, it was brutal. A bummer. And it, go to work. Yeah, we got to, to the airport before security opened. Yeah. Oh, geez. Fine. <laughs> That's our hot tip is security didn't open till four. So they wouldn't even let us go back there. So if you have a 5.30 a.m. flight or anything before or after four o'clock, <laughs> don't get there two hours early because you can't even go through security. So, Oh, man, I did not realize that that I just assumed that there was at least somebody there right. yeah. at all times. I had no idea. And we are that. from Atlanta and the Atlanta airport is the busiest airport in the world, I think. And so you yeah. have to be an Atlanta airport two hours before your flight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fly out of O'Hare. It's the same, mm. the oh, same yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and everybody made it back. Made even it back. though you had a brutally early flight. <laughs> you just slept. Um, yes. On the one hour yeah, flight. Sleep later. <laughs> yeah. Sleep later. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think the biggest takeaway for somebody planning a quick trip like this would be like, what's your, your hot tip for these quick trips? Okay, so my, this is Erin, my hot tip number one is look at a crowd calendar because that was a savior, I think, for how we got so much done. And I think also it depends on who you're going with and what you're trying to get out of it. So if it's a quick trip where you want to get as much packed in as possible, then um, make sure you talk about with the people you're going, like what are the things we have to do so that it can plan you out. And then um, obviously if you're park hopping, I would highly suggest Genie Plus. Now, let me ask, I am very anti-crowd calendar personally, (laughs) and I've gone on many rants about my dislike of crowd calendars. So I want to know what crowd calendar you use. Um, Like what, what, which ones do you find to be more, you go often enough that I assume you have some go-to crowd calendars. We usually look at undercover tourist. That's the one we looked at for this one. Um, And, and they're going to be off because every year is different. Like for example, this year, that president's weekend, president's day weekend led into Mardi Gras, led into the marathon weekend Mm -hmm. was like insane. And, and for us, we know like uh, in Atlanta and surrounding Atlanta, we have that whole week off. So like everyone from Atlanta goes (laughs) on that week. And so we also have a week off in September. So we tend to do that week instead of the February week because we know it's going to be insane. So I don't think we like necessarily go by the crowd calendar at Die Hard, but it is nice to see, um, like I didn't know until looking at crowd calendars that Magic Kingdom is busiest on Mondays. So we had a different order of what parks we would do which days and we switched them because interesting we read that Magic Kingdom's the busiest on Mondays and Hollywood studios are the busiest on the weekends. So we switched. And I think to going with undercover tourists, they probably have a leg up because they actually sell tickets. Right. So like them being able to see like, these are the dates that people are purchasing tickets. These are the days that Disney is like, you know, giving us the green light here to sell these tickets. For sure. I, ass- I would assume at least yeah. make somewhat, um, 
of a, of a difference. That makes yeah. sense. Any other um, tips for people? Yeah. Um, tips, anything yeah. we missed? Just try anything? to get those two <laughs> lightning ones at a time because <laughs> it's amazing. Anything you guys would do different on this trip? Well, we would have rope drop test track like you told us to. <laughs> and then we could have ridden frozen or, or, t- or done frozen. Okay. Yeah. I think we would have left earlier for that day just because we, Make sure your plans are solid before the morning of because we changed our plan and we got a little bit late. <laughs> but that's okay. Okay. Did we did we miss anything else? I don't think with so. The trip? That was Any, very detailed. That was pretty detailed. I have to ask though, because otherwise you guys will email me tomorrow and be like, wait, I forgot to mention. It happens like every time. I know, so. I know. I'm looking through my notes. I'm looking through my notes. I was just gonna add that Aaron has a fish allergy. And so yeah. When we went to the the reservation places, everyone was always so good. And you can you can put that when you're doing your dining reservations, it asks. And then, um, you know, at the places, they always tell you and they give you a separate menu and it tells you which allergies these are safe for and such. And so she never had a problem with her fish allergy. Yeah, that is good. And they yeah, put a little a flag that says allergy in your food. So, you you know, they oh, know. So you know someone paid attention. Yeah. 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 So that was really nice. That was nice. Okay. I would also say like our, our plans probably aren't going to work for people with little kids. So this is a fun way to do it with adults that are ready and willing to ride as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. Now, how do these trips compare to like your family trips with kids? Do you guys prefer one or the other? We don't have to tell your kids if it's the adult trips. I mean, my favorite trips are always with the kids because we love Disney so much and we want to share our love for Disney so much. And so they love it too. Um, We did do one trip where it was Aaron's whole family and my whole family and our parents. We do have a brother as well, an older brother who his family loves Disney too, um, but they couldn't go with us when we all went together. And so that was a totally different trip too. But they, they just kind of all have their perks. We like this trip because we can do only the things we want to do and then we don't have to do other things but um when we go like when we go with the kids we don't park hop so it's you know you get to take in some of the other things that we just whiz by when we're <laughs> on this trip yeah it definitely it has a different feel going adults only versus yeah. going with kids see it differently well thank you guys for for sharing your trip with me. This was really fun (laughs) doing a sister interview. (laughs) Thanks for having us. (laughs) All right. A huge thank you to Aaron and Kelsey. Um, That was a lot of fun. I really wasn't sure how it would go having two people talk to me at the same time about their trip, but these two were just such a blast to talk to. Their energy was the best. So big thank you to them. Like I said before, um, we're going to have a ton of great information in the show notes. So anything that we discuss that you want more information, just head there and you'll find all of the links. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, there's also a link there to leave me a voicemail. Otherwise, I'll be back next week and I'll see you guys in the parks.